0: This episode of the Kyle Life Podcast is brought to you by Dojo Kyle Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Go to www.dojokyle.com to receive your 30 days of free training with the purchase of a uniform. Once again, that's www.dojokyle.com or call them at 512-995-1217.
1: Welcome to the Kyle Life Podcast the only podcast dedicated to showcasing what makes Kyle, Texas unique. We interview local business owners, politicians, and talk with everyday residents to further promote our beautiful city. This podcast is brought to you by KyleLife.com and is proudly part of the Pearl Media Network. We thank you for tuning in today. Now
0: sit back and enjoy the show. Hey guys, Joshua here with Cow Life, and today is a very special episode of the Cow Life podcast. Joining me in studio is an Olympian, the man, the myth, my neighbor, and Paralympian in the 2012 Paralympic Games in London, England, Mr. Gary Vanderway. Ooh-hoo. Gary, thank you so much, man, for walking the uh, two doors down to come into my studio here and talk with me. Yeah, and the hundred
1: degree heat too, man. You're you're killer
0: i know and i don't have uh, air conditioning working <laughs> for the podcast so i apologize about that but uh to start this off could you tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been in the kyle area oh okay yeah kyle
1: area we moved here about five years ago i'm thinking um and Prior to that, um, originally one of those uh, Michiganders. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. came down here to find some cool weather. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Been down here since about 1979 and loving it. Originally, we just kind of came down to visit and uh, probably like everybody else. But I've been here long enough, I think, um, that I, I, I beat the
0: rush maybe. And, and you've always been in the central Texas? Pretty much, yeah. San Marcos,
1: Austin, uh, and finding Kyle and loving it.
0: Yeah, it's a really cool area to to live in. Christy, my wife, and I have been in this area our whole life, and, and I, we love it, and I could see why you would love it from Michigan. No offense to anybody else from <laughs> yeah. Michigan. When it's,
1: it's great because it's sort of a halfway point for me. I work in Austin. I work in San Antonio. So I get on I-35 there and uh, flip a coin which direction I'm going to go. <laughs> it
0: is a commuter town, right? That's what they call Kyle still. yeah. yeah. Um, so you're, you're going to the Olympics. So the Paralympic Games coming up. Uh, when do they begin? Uh, the opening ceremonies for
1: the Paras are August 29th and runs through September 9th. Uh, so they have a vast range of sports, uh, just like what's going on with the, uh, <laughs> here we go, the Vanilla Olympics. <laughs> the Vanilla Olympics. The,
0: oh, those things going <laughs> those, on right those now. Those things, yeah. What's yeah, on, on NBC of all day. <laughs> You've been heard of yeah, and and your event, um, I have not announced it yet. I'm sorry. I'll go ahead and let you. W- what are you representing Team USA for?
1: I'm going to be fencing in the chair men's épée, which is on September 5th. Is it going to be televised? I have no idea. There is a, a YouTube site called Paralympic Sport TV that I think is going to be carrying some of that. And of course, uh, with my luck, the Event will probably start the equivalent of about three thirty in the morning over here. Right. Uh, so the diehards. The die, if you if you are you know if you can't sleep <laughs> or you got to get up early and uh,
0: you know feed the cat. Right. And on YouTube, why not? Yeah. Your computer's on. We know. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about your history and involvement in fencing? Are you a lifelong fencer? Uh, was being an Olympian <laughs> or, or ever a goal of yours before?
1: I'm really very much a product of what my brothers did. I had two older brothers, and everything that they did, I always wanted to do the same. Mm-hmm. So they were both involved in swimming, and I was a swimmer. I uh, were both involved in theater, so I was involved in theater. Uh, and both of them at one point were, were involved in fencing. Uh, my oldest brother ran a fencing club up in Minnesota, uh, very successful. He had a lot of top level, um, youth athletes. And, uh, when I moved to Texas, I was looking for something to do to meet people and mm-hmm. thought, Oh, what the heck? I'm going to take a fencing class. And, uh, it was a community center up in Austin. Um, just really got hooked on it. And, um, you know, kind of the rest is history from there.
0: So we fast forwarding to, to recent times, then you've not always been eligible to be a Paralympian. Is that correct? That's correct. Um, I had
1: been fencing for years. Um, I really <laughs> lost track. Yeah. Well, have, we won't drop your age, I but it's gotten to that point where and, you forgot. Yeah. Um, I, I had a, a serious motorcycle accident and uh, basically got pinned under a car. Um, it did a lot of permanent damage to my legs. Um, and without knowing, I really didn't realize I was eligible as a disabled athlete. Um, I'm very fortunate, they they put my legs back together with some spare Volkswagen parts. Um, I am a walker, and when I was approached in 2000, uh, because I walk with a limp, mm-hmm. and the national wheelchair coach uh, came up to me, I was officiating at uh, one of our national championships, and said, oh, you need defense in a wheelchair. And I said, what do you mean? That's, I, you know, and he goes, yeah, you're eligible. And I go, are you kidding, really?
0: Yeah, even though you weren't uh, confined uh, to a to, chair daily, you right, were eligible. Right, right,
1: right. Uh, because the, to kind of paraphrase is if you have a permanent disability that cannot be corrected, mm-hmm. uh, in in other words, I could not compete at a world-class level as a fencer because of the damage to my legs, right. so that qualifies me as a eligible for Paralympic-style sport fencing. Yes. Um so th- that's what happened. Uh, in 2000, it was too late to make the team for Beijing. Or, oh, or Sydney. Me, uh, Sydney, there we go, yeah. Uh, and uh, But I started my four-year quest at that point in time to to try to qualify for the team for Athens. And uh, it was a very, very involved process. Uh, it basically meant having to be, uh, it was like in the top... Uh, I can't remember then if it was fifteen or twenty in the world rankings in order to qualify. Oh wow! Yeah, so that involved going to a lot of world cups, uh, a lot of credit cards, <laughs> <laughs> uh, going in debt <laughs> um, to 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 make that uh, that world ranking that would that qualified me at that point for Athens.
0: Oh, and, t- and talking about the the debt and whatnot, is sponsorship for Paralympians a totally different beast than it is for those vanilla Olympians? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's definitely more difficult. The the cool thing is is there are more companies out there now that are realizing they can market you know, Paralympians, mm-hmm. but it's like, uh, you know, like any, any other sport though, you, you've got your glory people, you know, you've got the Michael Phelps, it's, you know, not going to have any problems getting his sponsorship, Right. but you know, when you're kind of in a minor sport to start off with, and then, uh, you know, unless you got some, you know, hardware and medals to, to show for it, right. you know, they're not always going to be knocking on your door. So uh, we rely a lot on just, you know, fundraising events, you um, Fortunately, you know, for what it's worth, the uh, uh, these big companies, even though maybe they don't directly, you know, sponsor Gary Vanderweg, um, but they sponsor, you know. Our team going to London, so you know once we get on that plane head to London, everything's taken care of. Um, you that's know, that's that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: it's kind of getting in before before you get on that plane. Yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. Well, I know. That, speaking of fundraising, uh, there have been some community events recently in the past couple months that uh, I think Kyle United Methodist Church held a big fundraiser for mm-hmm. you and. Uh, I was there, and that was awesome to see. And then I think there was something that they did. It was it Chick Fil A where they they did proceeds going to you on a on like a fundraising night? Right, right. Uh,
1: they have um, I can't remember exactly what to call it, but yeah, they uh, just kind of a group thing. Uh, if you mentioned my name that night, uh, a little. Portion of your your food bill went towards the the team Gary fund. as we call it. <laughs> yeah, Anything helps, though, right?
0: Yeah. yeah, it does. You know every little bit. I, know, and I think so. that that's what I love about Kyle um, being. We we're we're a small community in the bigger picture, even though we're busting at the seams of population in, <laughs> right. in terms of the last you know five years, the growth. But it still has that hometown feel where people. I felt like we're really wanting to come together and donate things for that silent auction that mm. they, at, for the Kyle and I Methodist fundraiser. And just come together and try to help you out. Uh, one as a fellow Kyle resident, but you know, just as to supporting you and, and what your goals are are over there in, in London. Right, right, and it's it's just been
1: amazing. I, I I still cannot believe the support group that's come out for me for this. Uh, you know, when I was going to you know training for Athens, I, I you know just kind of kept it quiet, and uh, I was amazed that that friends just came out of the woodwork for me uh, this time out and it's, it's been a big help. I really couldn't have done it without, without all that. So, it's yeah. great
0: to see. Are you recognized yet in tile? I uh, not quite
1: yet. I don't think, but it's amazing. I've got a, I'm really surprised. I, I have my Facebook uh, road to London page, and I'm getting people that are liking this thing
0: that I have no idea who they are or where they're from. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like I
1: feel like a little minor celebrity here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and if
0: you're one of those people listening, hey, donate a dollar. Come on, man. Help them out. <laughs> Get them over there.
1: Well, I, I, I like, in a way, I just, it's nice, ha- again, having the the moral support. It doesn't right. have to be really financial support. But, uh, you know, the the people that, again, have you kind of been following my, my little Facebook thing, you know, they, uh, it's likely having a cheering section. You know, yeah. uh, of course, you're not going to be over in London. You know, I can't verbally. Audi, uh, auditorially, is that the right word? Uh, hear the good. cheering, but you know, it's it's gone a long way to really make you feel like you you've got your little fan base. Humbling, yeah. I'm sure, too, oh, yeah, oh, definitely, So many definitely. people are
0: out there supporting you through, yeah. like you said, money, prayers, thoughts, just mm-hmm. total moral support. I think that's awesome, yeah, and yeah. that's a great thing about our town. Is there a decent-sized fencing community like in Kyle or even Central Texas? Like, I, I'll tell you, being honest, I've never watched a single fencing match in my life. <laughs> a a, a able-bodied or Paralympics. I've never I've never watched mm. it, and I could couldn't tell you whether there's a million fencing centers around or just one.
1: Well, if you look at the corridor, uh, obviously Dallas, uh, but then you come down our way, and what we call our division, South Texas Division, we have Round Rock, Austin, San Marcos, and San Antonio. Um and there's quite a bit within those uh, those four areas. There, uh, my club is in San Antonio. Um, there's a couple of fencing clubs in Austin area. The Texas State bunch uh, has always had a really big program in San Marcos. So you really don't have to drive too far to find a fencing tournament. Um, and You know, actually, when I started, uh, most all the kids that, kids, (laughs) I use that, Uh, most everybody that started, because I was a kid once, uh, started in the university level. So it was usually college classes and college teams that were the big part uh, uh, back in the days. Now we we do a lot to really start kids, um, really in the sort of the 10 years and End up categories. So, for instance, I coach—you know—really quite a few kids that fall into those those age categories, and uh, it's great to see them grow. And that's really why U.S. fencing has developed so much in the last. Uh, Oh, I'd say twelve years because mm-hmm. of a uh, you know increasing our our youth programs.
0: Yes, yeah, right? gotta start with the kids, yeah. right? What whatever they're interested in. It
1: is, yeah. Um, it's kind of funny. We get some of them to come in and they think they're going to be ninjas, you know. That's and what they I kind of have to <laughs> to say. No, this is a sport. You're gonna your goal is to you know poke somebody and score a point, not to you know uh, swing from the chandelier and jump out of a tree and. In the black outfit,
0: so, yeah, oh, so. yeah, and actually they're white typically, aren't they? I, I Man, okay. our, our uni- yes, the uniforms, yes,
1: yes. yeah, the black is reserved for the fencing master or, or teacher. Yes.
0: So, oh, okay. Mm. So you know, me again, totally ignorant about it. Is it an expensive hobby, like, or, or or sport rather? Because it comes across as very. I don't know the right adjective without it coming across rude myself, but you know what I mean? It kind of seems like if you're a fencer, you must probably have money or- Uh, well,
1: it's uh, most of the beginnings classes, uh, and this is kind of what we try to do, at least at our club, is uh, provide that basic equipment to get you started. Uh, If you find you're going to stay with it, okay, then you're going to start spending some money. But I, I don't see it's really much worse than a serious golfer because- uh, and I don't play golf, but I met, you know, you can get some cheap clubs or you can get some really expensive clubs, oh, right. yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's the same thing with us. Uh, there's some, you know, intro level equipment you can get fairly inexpensively. If you're going to compete at a world-class level, you've got to have, you know, the the more expensive stuff. And a lot of that actually translates to the safety factor too for us because uh, the, uh, internationally you're dealing with people are hitting at a very high speed <laughs> they're hitting hard they're coming at you like uh you know grease lightning so the blades the uh the clothing material is it's it's more expensive the, the jackets at international level are basically kevlar it's oh, a wow. bullet, bulletproof vest so um yeah it's going to cost a little bit more for that uh, just as a safety factor
0: right but at that level i mean you're you're into it so much anyway it's probably part of your life if you're at that high level of competition to where spending the money is just a natural thing uh, yeah well, right yeah, i'm yeah. not that you know what i mean like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. i mean you it's regretfully you
1: know every time you break a blade you go oh no i got a broken that blade so uh <laughs> Another swipe but, of the uh, that credit that card yeah uh, um but it's better, you know, fortunately, you're not having to say or, or see very often, oh, there's a blade sticking, you know, in my chest and it's coming out my back. Uh, so, <laughs> that's some nice, yeah. uh, you know, better safe than sorry. I guess. No, yeah.
0: absolutely. And, and so going back to the, like the Olympic Games, um, how long has it been since you've known you're going to be representing USA in London? Okay, Um, I began my coming out of retirement party. Oh, yeah, you know what? Uh, Listen, yeah, we can actually go back. Uh, this is not your first time representing Team USA. You mentioned earlier you qualified for the 2004 Athens Games. Right, and- right. After Athens, let's start from there. What was okay. your mindset?
1: Uh, well, after Athens, I said, "Oh my God, I am too old to do this anymore. <laughs> uh, my body hurts. Um, it that's a lot of wear and tear on your body." Uh, so I I focused a lot on coaching at that point in time. Um, kind of you know t- wanting to give back to the sport that right. that really means a lot to me. So um, I spent a lot of time developing uh, and growing the fencing club where I coach. Um, Then along came this, uh, this little notice that said that there would be automatic qualifiers for London out of what we call the zonal championships. So for those of us in the United States, that basically the zone is the Americas, the Pan Americas. So from Canada down to Chile and Brazil. Mm -hmm. Uh, So whoever wins the event at that Pan American Championships becomes an automatic qualifier for London. So something clicks in Gary's head and I go, hey, I don't have to travel to all these World Cups. I don't have to, you know, if if I can just win this one event, You got I can koala. I got my ticket punched, right, and I don't have to, you know, spend as much money, right? But of course. So uh, it was a little bit intensive because, first off, uh, we also have—I don't know if you're familiar with the term USADA, which is Lance Armstrong's uh, least favorite organization right now. But, yeah, yeah, that's uh, the only reason uh, I know. But it. But <laughs> all all elite athletes have to be part of this uh, anti-doping pool, so you have to register with that. You have to be on their list for a certain amount of time. You have to be ready for them to show up at your doorstep to, you know, do the test. So I had to get back into that format, which took a couple of months for that. Um, Had to convince um, some people at U.S. fencing that, hey, I had a shot to actually win this event in Brazil if I went. Uh, and then uh you went down there that was no oh, I don't know August August of 2011 and managed to win the uh the Epe event down there which made be an automatic qualifier so that was right about so, a year ago yeah right right and really we were sort of the first Americans to tr- to qualify for all of the, the Paralympics, um, wow! So yeah, that was pretty cool. So I had a, had a bit of a lead time there to know that I was qualified. That, that is, that's great yeah, for yeah.
0: fundraising purposes, especially the it sooner helped. the better. Yeah,
1: yeah, and especially for trying to get back into shape purposes too. It, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, so. not easy at
0: that point. So uh, yeah. So coaching, obviously, it seems like it's your love. Uh, Is that where after after these games are you announcing your retirement, uh, (laughs) or is that contingent upon how you do? Uh, You know, if it wasn't for
1: all of the the technical problems, uh, again, of uh, you know, it just um, how do I say this? Uh, Having to inform somebody of your whereabouts to the hour, you Mm -hmm. know, every single day of the year is is a big drain. So. Uh, you know, if it was just a matter of going out, and if I had, you know, some spare spare change to go hit a World Cup in Italy or you know Germany or wherever, oh man, I'd, I'd still love to do it. It's it's still a fun sport. I love doing it, um, and if I thought my body could hang in there so <laughs> for you're a little com- bit you're longer, you're a competitor I, at heart. I, yes, I am. You know, and it's um, it's it's hard to say no to that. Uh, but uh, man, I just really love. You know, also coaching, um, and that's kind of one of the reasons I came back into this too is I wanted to put a little bit more focus on, um, you know, what we're doing to grow this sport in in Central Texas, especially uh, for people with disabilities, uh, mobility impairments. Um, the idea, if I can get maybe a little bit of focus on me that I can transfer into, you know, growing our program. Yeah. Hey, man, exposure, uh, all the better, man, all the better. Yeah, you're a great
0: evangelist man. for it. I mean, you've been <laughs> in the, you were in the Austin American Statesman. Uh, pretty sure you were in the Hayes Free Press. Yeah, uh, and the prestigious KyleLife.com uh, will be yeah, featuring. You <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, you're doing great, and like, you, and that's, that's that's fantastic if you can. what your goal of trying to give back, like you said, to a sport that's done so much for you. At, that, at the end of the day, I think people respect that. Well, I I hope that's the case.
1: Um, you know, I'm I'm hoping maybe there's a, you know, I don't know what to say, a little uh, divine, uh, you know, good mojo that's coming from right. this too. You know, you kind of, um, you know. You feel it, you know, they go, there's something good here, so I'm, I'm hoping it works. Yeah. yeah, you feel purposed. Yeah, there you go, there, that's true.
0: Yeah, and like I said, all the exposure, when I see it in my paper, Lord Olympian, this and that, and I also have the benefit of living a couple doors down from you. Yeah. but you are getting exposure out there, and I think that's fantastic. Yeah, that's cool, yeah. And, and, and going about that exposure, um, your training facility in San Antonio, you, have you seen just a boom of growth uh, is it is it a slow boom or is it growth at all is uh, what you've been doing working bringing in new people just talk about that a little if you can. well
1: we usually do see that little bit of a cycle every four years that uh you know in after beijing uh, the u.s was pretty successful with a lot of medals, and uh, yeah we we do get a little bit of a growth here and there but it's not a big explosion. Um, really, the economy probably <laughs> plays a bigger factor right, in no, it yeah, than anything else, you know, um, because, you know, well, we to do put food on the table or, you know, give your chance, your kid a chance for an after school activity. Right. And, you know, we, we really like to think that, um, you know, our sport is a good combination of conditioning, you know, makes makes you get up and move around uh probably much well pretty much everybody says if you try it you realize it is much tougher to actually do than it looks like yeah um but uh and again we like to think it's it's historically sort of a gentleman sport uh the idea that you it's just you out there you know you win or lose you know and it's your responsibility um you have to deal with it and in the age of instant gratification, you know, where sometimes everybody's a winner, um, it's a you know it's a good learning experience for kids too, and that's probably one of the other things we like to try to promote. Um, you know, whether you're doing it standing or sitting or, or whatever.
0: Um, yeah, that's what I appreciate about it because it's kind of like I, I don't you're not grouped in with martial arts, but in that same kind of regard of you know it's one on one. And, and you learn a lot about yourself, I think, in competitive sports such as that where it's one-on-one thing where, man, how do I deal with the loss or, or how do I deal with uh, a win and humility and whatnot? I think that's yeah, great right. stuff for children to learn as soon as possible.
1: Right, right. And uh, we do feel sort of a kindred ship, I think, with the um, the, the Asian martial arts mm-hmm. w- with that respect too because we have certain traditions, the salutes, the handshakes, and, and things like that, um, you know that I think are, are very important to to a combat sport. It's kind of weird, okay? You're doing combat, but you got to respect your opponent. You know? And so.
0: people, yeah, and people don't realize it is a combat sport. Fencing is, and and this may be dumbing it down. It's sword fighting. How cool is right? that? Yeah, <laughs> you get to hit somebody with three feet of steel and get away with it. You yeah, know, how cool <laughs> is that? I I finally watched it uh, on YouTube, like. Four hours ago, before you walked over, <laughs> you did your homework. I Good. did. Yeah, I had to do my homework, quick. but I was watching it. I was like, "Which well, is my initial thought of fencing was a uh, had two guys, and then one's going to poke the other, and that's it." Man, it is intricate. It is a really cool nice. thing. And I watched both uh, the what's the fencing going on right now, and then I watched some highlights of uh, the Paralympic games from. I want to say it was Beijing. I don't remember which one I watched, but they're actually very entertaining. And uh, well, and I'm not going to lie. I'm just not a big Olympic person, but um, well, I think the more exposure to it, I'm like, oh, that is pretty neat. Yeah. And in the advent
1: of just slow motion replay, I think that's what really kind of, uh, if you get a chance to watch it and see something slowed down, they go, oh, wow, that is really beautiful. When you see all the intricacy that goes into yeah. A fraction of a second. Um, yeah, that's,
0: that's well, yeah, because cool. some of the points are scored very quickly, and you're yeah. like, "Wait a second, what happened?" But you're mm-hmm. right. The the slow mo is like, wow, the way that the intricacies of just the wrist movement mm-hmm. is real pretty. And you having been a competitor in both, right, and able body uh, fencing and then chair fencing, right? Yeah. Which one do you ha- Which one do you think is <laughs> is the most? Uh, challenging for you and your skill set. Oh, okay. Um, well, let me
1: backtrack on that because I I had been, obviously, an able-bodied fencer uh, prior to my accident and then... When I I started in, again, I thought, you know, hey, this isn't fair. You know, I know what I'm doing. I was pretty good, you know, kind of cocky about this and didn't (laughs) think it was, you know, okay, I'm going to sit down now. I'm going to do everything the same. Uh, Man, I got my butt handed to me big time. The first time I I fenced in a a chair competition, I was very humbled. Uh, I realized, man, this is a different game. Uh, (laughs) You know, some of the fundamentals are there, but there's a different game to it. And first off, it's much faster. Really? <laughs> and uh, yeah, because you are, you're there. We, we call it sort of uh, like forced infighting. Okay. And in, uh, on an able body strip, you can move away from your opponent. You can get out of distance, get back in distance, get out of distance, mm-hmm. kind get of out, get out of there. And, and when you are seated, you're locked in at a set distance and there's no running away. So it's much, much faster. Um, any able-bodied fencer that sits down and fences in a chair, they, they come away going, oh, wow, <laughs> that, was, that was tough, you know. Yeah. Um, and you have to learn how to adjust the game to that uh, because there's no running away. You, you got to hit something and you got to hit somebody quick.
0: And there's you know, no going forward either. It is one set distance. I mean, well, aside from your body lunging.
1: Yeah, but that's where you have to make the, the change is your body and how you move your body in space all within that very, very small, you know, like imagine fighting in a phone booth. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's kind of what you're going to do. You know, how are you going to get in that punch
0: and make it make it hit? So um, Guys with longer reach tend to do better in your sport? Or? Well,
1: there's a, the rules sort of accommodate that. Uh, this The distance is set for the person with the shorter arm. To get inside to where they can can hit the other person, oh, so, well, that, the so rules, rules accommodate for that. Okay, yeah. So it is equalized. It's yeah, not like yeah. some
0: guy with a eight foot wingspan <laughs> is going to be taking on another guy and have the advantage necessarily. Yeah. Well,
1: and it, again, you you find a way to use what you got, right. um, you know. So make your game work to that.
0: So you've been uh, in the training grind for for a while now. How's that? How's that uh, going up been, until you
1: actually leave? Uh, it's been been doing fun. Uh, and I guess that's the kind of the cool thing about it. I've really been having fun, uh, training with, with my little bunch in San Antonio, um, haven't been able to do as much national training uh, because of some arm issues I've had for the last uh, few months and whatever, but uh, seem to have those issues resolved. So uh, just kind of focusing on, uh, you know, working as best I can here in the area and uh, going in hopefully being a spoiler and surprising uh, everybody else. <laughs> Absolutely. In it, London, yeah.
0: How many people does USA send for your particular event? Uh, well, we have our, our total uh, chair
1: fencing team is six athletes. Um, I'm the only one in my specific event um, and so if you look at it, you know, we have three, we use the term weapons, foil, epi, and saber. So we have some people that are competing in foil, others in mm-hmm. saber. Uh, we have, uh, one girl on the team. We've got, uh, you know, different levels of classifications. Uh, I'm a category A fencer, which means I have use of my ab muscles for the most part. Uh, whereas, uh, typically a category B person has a spinal injury that's affected the use of their Abdominals and Uh their ability to kind of lean and move when when sitting. So uh, we we've got a got a variety. Uh, We got a couple of young kids that are it's going to be their first games, but they're really moving up fast. have a chance for for really some success down the line, and there's a couple of us old farts in there too that uh, we, we're using that uh, old age and treachery axiom that uh, hoping that that pulls us through. <laughs>
0: well, speaking of age, is is chair fencing a sport that you you can go as long as you want? I mean, is it is do you find a very diverse group of of uh, people in different ages in your sport? There are some people that are able to do it uh, for a longer
1: period of time. Um, I will. I I'm thinking I may very well be the oldest person in this event in London. Uh, so that may tell you something. <laughs> um, but oh, it fencing is one of those sports uh, again where you if you've got the knowledge, you've got the hand eye coordination. Uh, yeah, you may be slower, but the, the, again, having the game that's you know you've grown with for years uh, that goes a long way yeah so
0: and the your teammates are they all do you know them all previously or are they all from your location or oh, no, no uh, I've known them for years well I, some of them
1: uh, were on my team uh, back in Athens and I've known them before the younger ones, again, uh, we're all from different parts of the country. Uh, that makes it a little more difficult for the U.S. than it does for some of the other uh, countries that have consolidated training camps. Right. Um, also, obviously, there are still countries out there that, um, you know, the, the whole professional athlete, uh, like the old Soviet system, um, that system is still very much in place in a lot of countries. Uh, really? Poland, uh, China, um uh, if even with their disabled athletes, they are professional athletes, and that's really all they have to do is is just train and go out there and do their thing. Uh, and they're supported by, uh, you know, the government and some big sponsors. And you know, that's
0: bring their, that yeah. to the USA. Is that what you're? Is that where we're advocating?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we always go back when it gets to this point in time. We always, you know, try to remind people. It's like, look, the USA is pretty much the only country that is not. Uh, government supported right. for their their Olympic and Paralympic teams. Um, Pretty amazing
0: how well we do at, with that. thought. It,
1: it really is, you know. Uh, you know, we, for what we complain about corporate sponsorships and having to watch, you know, uh, McDonald's commercials, um, you know, but that's that's where the money comes from. And if it wasn't for that, we would not be sending teams to to these games.
0: So, is there any is there any favorites going into this? Are you? I mean, we'll, we'll go ahead and say you're the favorite, whether you are or not. <laughs> That's what I'm telling my friends that uh, yeah. you're coming back with gold. But uh, is is there any like names or is there any countries that expect to do well? Uh, wow, it's it has
1: gotten so much tougher since 2004. Uh, World the World Cup I went to in Germany last year. It's like oh, it's amazing. There first off, there's more countries competing. Uh, more younger guys that are, you know, in incredible physical shape. Um, probably a lot of them that, again, you know, were probably situations like mine where they had, you know, been fencers before, had had an accident scenario, and they're they've modified their game now, um, or others that have started uh, as kids, you know, uh, and have now been doing this for you know, 10 years, right, uh, and so you know wow um you know i can't can't lay any odds on any countries anymore but there's it's surprising and, th- and that's the same thing we find now in pretty much all the games you know the the traditional powerhouses Man, uh, they've got a face. You know, you you never can't tell who's going to come up from where, and that's uh, the great thing about that. competition, man. It, it is, you know, and uh, it it makes it exciting. I think when you know these little little countries, you know, uh, you know, kind of end up on a medal stand out of nowhere. You know, yeah. it's like woo,
0: okay. That is <laughs> awesome. And so, re- recapping, and uh, I touched on it earlier, you don't know of any necessarily te- televised way to watch this or. <laughs> Uh, There's gotta probably be internet. I guess we could Google it, and I should have done my homework. But
1: yeah, I know that they are expanding it uh, a bit more. You know, it would be nice if NBC utilized, um, you know, all of their available talents and skills and Mm -hmm. money to broadcast this but they they look at it from dollar and cents point of view so you know you got to understand that Uh, again Paralympic Sport TV you could look up that and I think they have added uh, channels they've got one specific channel for wheelchair basketball they've got a specific channel for swimming only Um, and right now I think a lot of us are going to be in that catch all, you know, (laughs) third channel or whatever. So, uh, I (laughs) don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And, uh, like anything else, you know, if there's a, a metal, you know, one in the U S it's probably going to get a little bit more, uh, airtime than, than if not. So,
0: you know, we just got to wait and see what happens. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about tape delaying a podcast, if you look in the show notes right below, (laughs) I will have links for all those channels he was talking about. And you can go there, and hopefully there'll be some live stuff to watch. Yeah, there we go. Uh, otherwise, you can just watch it recorded, and um, that'll be good for people to be able to get exposure of Paralympic athletes and seeing that it's, it's a, a, you know, same sports but totally different take on it. And, right. I, I was looking at something, uh, uh, some information
1: on the Athlete Village, and I think there's some, some center that they have there for us that will also give us a chance to... Um, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what it is—podcast uh, or, oh, yeah? or or something from that location—and um, of course I've got my Road to London Facebook page, which if you can find that, you're certainly welcome to follow. I'd like to try to keep it kind of interesting. Um, it's. Of course, there's like a million Road to Londons out there, but I think if you go gary van Der (laughs) weg it comes up, um, and that's an open public page. Um, I'm amazed that I get people liking this from all over places. uh, There's some... Gal out in South Africa that's following me. I don't know,
0: you know, whatever. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So um, feeling the love. I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> the internet is so cool. I mean, because you can, you can connect with people all over and all that support, just building you up, man. Sending you off with with high morale. Yeah. My Facebook page has like twenty two likes, <laughs> and uh, it's my mother's a few of those accounts. <laughs> but um, so yeah, we. T- I'll, I'll link to that Facebook as well. Do, okay. do you have a Twitter? No, I'm I'm not
1: a tweeter, uh, Twitter, Twitter, yeah, whatever. Um, and, and of course, uh, you know, we, I, I have to be careful because I, I would probably speak my mind a little bit too quickly. Uh, <laughs> I, I had to post it. You know, we we constantly get from the USOC um, and various people and personas saying, "Be careful what you." Put on social media because of all the people that are now shortened their trips to london yeah I've seen as, that. as a result um you know and they, they've been drilling this into it and i had to post the other day it's it's like if, if i get one more warning about what i say on social media i'm gonna really say something <laughs> <laughs> i'll do it don't test me uh, yeah
0: so yeah, you're, so you're going to keep that Facebook page as up to date as you can. From yeah, forward? yeah, that's
1: probably the best way to kind of keep track of what's going on. And um, I'd I like to try, I'd like to think it's it's kind of entertaining. I'm, I'm hoping that some of the stuff I put on there, it's, you know, it's not just fencing specific, but just uh, thoughts about, you know, what it's like to, you know, again, dealing with sponsors and, you know, restrictions and uh, all of that. It's kind of. Kind of fun.
0: No, yeah, I've been following the page, and that's my exposure to, oh. <laughs> to chair fencing. But it is, no, you're right. The, the, a lot of the posts aren't necessarily just about your training or anything. It's just a, your thoughts, and, and you're an interesting dude. Uh, and oh, uh, that, that's why we moved here. <laughs> that's a, to to be close to me. That's right. That's right. Just to be close okay. <laughs> to. And I, have I been pronouncing your last name wrong this whole time? I don't know. Is have the it? G silent or not silent?
1: <laughs> is it not Vanderweg You know, it's. I here's what I say. It's either Vanderweg or Vanderwega. It's like, do you drive a Porsche or a Porsche? What's that parked out in your garage there?
0: Ah, Is it? My, my garage? Oh man, I have a <laughs> bicycle in there <laughs> and a 1995 Isuzu yeah. Rodeo. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's um, Isuzu. Okay. <laughs> but okay, so Vanderway, dude. I'm sorry. has been no, this, it's, I've been pronouncing your name wrong uh, for yeah, years I'm used, now. To, I'm
1: used to everything. So uh, you know, especially in Texas. You know, I grew up in uh, the part of Dutch part of Michigan. So you know, that's that, that's it. If you were to, you know, go Dutch pronunciation it would be a I don't want to spit in your microphone, but more like van know. I'm gonna try
0: that when we're ending it. Uh. Actually, I'll just say Gary because I'll butcher your name. I blame my speech impediment, but it doesn't have anything to do with any of those letters. But um, before I wrap this up, you've you've been here before in terms of uh, the Olympic team. Anything different representing the USA in 2012? How are you feeling? um,
1: You know, I'm I'm more excited and looking forward to having fun. I I think, you know, that's one thing that I always stress, um, you know, the returning athletes, you know you just kind of got to soak it in you know if you take yourself too seriously you know it's it doesn't work so um you know i'm i'm going to have a blast i'm going to enjoy it um i'm hopefully that'll keep me loose when i'm i'm competing right. um uh you know you it's it's like any sport you know some days you're in the zone and if you can get that zone going man you know that's that's the cool thing and you just sort of shoot for that zone and uh yeah.
0: And the family's going with you, right? They
1: are, they are, yep. And, uh, you know, I just, we got we a printout of the different swag we're getting. You know, talk about sponsors. Okay, you know. <laughs> so Nike and Ralph Lauren, you know, they're decking us out. And um, some, you know, okay, we went through this whole thing about where <laughs> where this stuff is made. You get that right? same uniform? We get the uniforms, yeah, right, yeah. We the get, hats. <laughs> I, the hats, you know. I, I I looked at this list, and there was about... 30 different hats that we're getting, you know, and only one pair of something that could be considered underwear, you know? (laughs) And I guess they're trying to tell me something about how they want me to advertise. No no kidding, right?
0: That's 29
1: Uh, hats too many, in my opinion. One at a time. That's right. But so, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of cool because, you know, you, you really are proud to to wear that usa you know that's kind of a cool thing and not many people get a chance to do that so no and that's the truth uh, right there
0: and and it really is i I, i'm not being facetious it's a super honor to have you here uh and as a member of the community i couldn't tell you how cool it is being able to drop your name and even when people are like (laughs) what and even when i realize i pronounced your last name wrong it's really it really is an honor and it's humbling uh How humble you are about the whole. Yeah, I'm an Olympic athlete. Whatever, it's no big deal. Uh, (laughs) I think it's really cool, and I I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. Great, it's been enjoying it. So, uh, and we're also going to do a little video thing. You have a send off coming pretty soon at your training center right right we're doing uh we're doing an event uh on the
1: 11th in san antonio san antonio fencing center it's called the final road to london um and the neat thing about it is we're going to kind of combine able body and chair fencing uh so the first part of the tournament is going to be uh, able-bodied fencers might end up with a chair fencer in their their pool or their group, uh, and then we split it out into separate direct eliminations. After that, so it'd be just chair fencers against chair fencers, and the ABS against uh, that. And then we're gonna wrap it all up with sort of a silent auction, uh, wine tasting, uh, just kind of a, just kind of really nice party to, yeah. uh, to kind of uh, people are doing as a sort of a send off. So that's really cool. I'm excited that's about this that. Coming Saturday, this August coming. the 11th. You got it. Yep. Um, so uh, if you want more information, uh, yeah, we can. I'm sure we can find some way to. Well, I'll link that. it to. It. Yeah, there this will
0: this will be up on on the site in a couple of days. By yeah. then, I'll have done my homework with. All the links. Uh, otherwise, so, people can call me out, and I'll you know go. if anyone listens to go. this.
1: Yeah. If you're in San Antonio, swing on by. Get a chance to get a taste of what you know, what it's like to hit somebody with three feet of steel and get away with it.
0: Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to be a part of that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, thank you, man, and we'll talk go. and keep up to date with you and, and, and spread the word as much as possible about your sport and what you're doing for it that's
1: uh, great appreciate it
0: no problem and that will do it for this episode of the kyle life podcast if you'd like more information on gary or how to keep up with the results from the paralympic games you can find it on our webpage at www.kylelife.com in the show notes or uh, you can find all those links for the youtube for his facebook page and get all the information there so for kylelife.com and the pearl media network i'm joshua steubing thank you for listening <laughs>